Welcome to Rewild, a podcast about simple business and slow living. I'm your host, Nisha Woolery. In nature, to rewild means to restore an area of land to its natural, simple, uncultivated state. I like to apply the same principle to business owners. I help online service providers rewild their life and business by simplifying so they can work less, earn more, and live more. We say goodbye to hustle culture, overwhelm, and the never-ending pursuit of growth and say hello to a simpler, more fulfilling life and business. A business that gives you financial abundance and also time for slow mornings, travel adventures, reading, healing, making, and living. I built a six-figure online business while working just three to four days a week and traveling the world. I put my life before my business, but that didn't mean I had to live like a starving artist. You don't have to choose between making good money and living a simple, peaceful life. You can have both. And with this podcast, I hope to show you how. This episode is sponsored by my premium course, Organize and Automate. Working for yourself can be stressful. Your clients are late providing you with the assets you need to start their project. Your projects finish, but your clients are still emailing you with millions of questions. And getting them to pay you on time is like tearing yourself away from a four-hour binge session of This Is Us. Not going to happen. That show is awesome. If that sounds like you, don't worry. I've got you. Head to organizeandautomate.com slash podcast and join today to organize your entire freelance business in just two weeks on the side of your regular routine. So you can finally put an end to these client issues and stop stressing out. Hi everyone, how are we today? Wherever you're listening, whether it's on a walk, in the shower, on the toilet, I hope that you are well and happy. I recently published a post on Instagram that said, if you always avoid discomfort, you will wake up in one year in exactly the same place you're in right now. Because you can't achieve real growth without temporary discomfort. Discomfort is a requirement for growth. That's a statement that I truly tried to live my life by in 2021. I sat in discomfort a lot so that I could see what was on the other side of it. Because if you always run when something feels uncomfortable, you'll never know what great things lay beyond that discomfort if only you had sat with it a bit longer instead of running back to your comfort zone, back to what is familiar, back to what you know. I'm not talking here about unhealthy discomfort, by the way. I know that there are some situations where if you feel uncomfortable, that is your cue to leave. Situations like staying somewhere where a man is making you feel uncomfortable or staying in a toxic conversation where people are asking you questions that make you feel uncomfortable. I'm not talking about that kind of discomfort in this podcast episode. I'm specifically talking about the discomfort that comes from taking risks, making changes, and pursuing dreams. Discomfort that comes before anything that is worthwhile in life. 
I think that a lot of us nowadays have a very low tolerance for discomfort. We, for example, are not comfortable working out. We don't enjoy sweating or we don't enjoy driving to the gym. Well, I don't anyway. (laughs) And so we don't go, even though for some of us, we know that after working out, we feel amazing. For some of us, we're not comfortable feeling fear. And so we don't start the business that we've been dreaming of or leave the relationship that we know is unhealthy or pursue the dream that we've always had because we're afraid of failing, of being judged, of what other people will think. Some of us don't try new things like launch the podcast that we want to start or the YouTube channel because we're uncomfortable with the idea of not being good at these things or failing at them or no one listening or watching. And for some of us, we're not comfortable investing in our businesses. So we don't invest in coaches, courses, or perhaps the equipment that we deep down know would help us grow faster and more easily. So many business owners avoid discomfort not realizing that by avoiding temporary discomfort, we are choosing long-term discomfort. And here's how that works. So if you avoid, for example, the temporary discomfort of telling someone your feelings romantically, you may wake up in five years time and regret that decision or wonder what if. What if I had done that? What would my life be like now? But you chose long-term discomfort over the temporary discomfort of being honest about your feelings. And if you had told that person and just stepped into the temporary discomfort, you would have had an answer from them one way or another and you would have been able to move on with your life. If you decide not to invest in the course that you want because of the temporary discomfort of parting with money, you miss out on the results that it could have brought you. You could end up in one year in exactly the same position as you are right now, looking back, wishing that you'd made a different decision because you would be in a different position right now if you had. Or if you choose the long-term discomfort of you know, a stressful, unorganized business over the temporary discomfort of setting aside some time right now to create systems and processes, even though it's boring and it's uncomfortable. If you choose that long-term discomfort over the temporary discomfort, then you end up burnt out in one year's time when you could have avoided that if you had just chosen the temporary discomfort of organizing your business back then. I think for many of us, we aren't only afraid of feeling uncomfortable or we shy away from feeling uncomfortable. We're also afraid of failing or of getting things wrong sometimes, of taking the uncomfortable step and it not actually working out. Let me read you an excerpt from a book that I'm reading at the moment. It's called The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weiss or Weist. I'm not quite sure how you say it. But there is a brilliant paragraph on failure that I want to read to you. And it says, there is a difference between failing because you're trying something new and daring and failing because you are not showing up 
doing the work, or being responsible for your actions. These are two very different experiences and should be separated in your mind. As scary as it might be to not be great at something initially, or perhaps even experience a loss, it is even worse to fail by virtue of never trying and always playing small. Failure is inevitable, but you have to make sure it's happening for the right reasons. When we fail out of negligence, we take a step back. When we fail because we are attempting new feats, we take one step closer to what will work. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the kind of person who wakes up in years to come with regrets because I lived my life and I, you know, operated my business from my comfort zone always afraid of making bigger moves because they temporarily made me feel uncomfortable. I want to be the kind of woman who makes people think, wow, she just goes for it. She has made her dream life a reality. And it's not just that I want other people to think that of me. I want to think that of myself. And I already do feel that of myself because I think I am the kind of person who makes things happen. But It isn't easy. It requires a lot of stepping into discomfort and feeling fear and doing things anyway. Just wanted to quickly pause this episode to let you know about a free starter kit I have just for you. It's called the Starter Kit for Booking Consistent Clients. And inside, you'll learn the top 12 reasons why most creatives and solopreneurs are not booking clients consistently. And you'll also see four simple methods to change that. Yes, you heard right, not 20 methods and no complicated strategies, just four simple, timeless methods I've used to book more clients and make more course sales. These are the four marketing pillars you must have in your business if you want to bring in sales consistently. Head to nishawoolery.com slash starter kit to download yours today. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a person, the kind of person who wakes up in years to come with regrets because I lived my life from my comfort zone, always afraid of making bold moves because they temporarily made me uncomfortable. I want to be the kind of woman who just goes for things and makes her dream life a reality. And I do believe that I am that kind of woman and I want others to be like that too, because I don't think any of us will be very happy with ourselves if we operate the majority of our lives from a place of fear. I completely get that we will all do things, certain things from places of fear, or we will avoid doing things because of fear. But I don't necessarily think that that's the healthiest way to live our lives and operate our businesses. I think that sometimes we have to step towards whatever we are afraid of and we have to follow the fear because that is where growth lives. There's another excerpt I wanted to read from the same book and it's about self-sabotage coming from what's unfamiliar. And it says, human beings experience a natural resistance to the unknown because it is essentially the ultimate loss of control. This is true if what's unknown is benevolent, 
or even beneficial to us. Self-sabotage is very often the simple product of unfamiliarity, and it is because anything that is foreign, no matter how good, will also be uncomfortable until it is familiar. This often leads people to confuse the discomfort of the unknown with being wrong or bad or ominous. However, it is simply a matter of psychological adjustment. Notice that what is unfamiliar to us will feel uncomfortable. That's essentially what that that paragraph in the book was saying. So if you are someone who is most familiar with staying in their comfort zone, perhaps wanting something, moaning about not having it, envying when others have it, but not going for it yourself because it makes you temporarily uncomfortable. You would have to be temporarily uncomfortable to go for it, whatever it is. (laughs) Then that is the state that you will always revert to. That's your comfort zone. That's what you will always want to revert to because it's familiar and it's comfortable. But being a successful business owner, I think, is in part about learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you can do that, you'll be able to do all the things that you need to do to get your business where you want it to be. And not only that, but you'll fear discomfort less in other areas of your life too. And that means that you'll grow in those areas too. So don't allow a little temporary discomfort in the present to hold you back from the growth that you desire, whatever that growth looks like for you. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to and iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.